This is the Strength Through Food Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Julia Feliciano, a health coach, personal trainer, and entrepreneur who has helped over 100 women reach their fitness goals by debunking diet culture and fitness industry BS through a science-based approach. This is a space for you to become the highest version of yourself by ridding your old diet struggles, healing your relationship with food, getting rid of those limiting beliefs that have been holding you back for far too long, and working towards having the fitness and health journey that you've always dreamed of in a mind and body that you crave. I started my business with the foundation of my former eating disorder, former gym and body obsession in mind. I used to cry after having one cookie. I would fear going to restaurants over fear of not being able to eat anything. I used to do endless amounts of cardio, attempting to burn off the food that I would restrict myself from, which resulted in binge eating and purging until I realized that I was sick of my old story. Strength through food freedom is about having a life free from food fear. It's about finding the beauty in physical strength and deviating from female societal norms. Now, I'm here to help you by teaching you how to do the inner and outer work to help get you where you deserve and want to be. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast. So this episode is a few weeks in the making, almost to the point where it's borderline embarrassing on how long this episode took me to really articulate all of my thoughts in regards to this very complex topic of body positivity and embracing body positive fitness and learning more about it embracing my own journey with continuing to find my version of body positivity and reflecting on my overall journey as a woman throughout this topic and also how my clients view themselves and embrace their own version of body positivity as well as my listeners out there, you guys, who may be struggling right now to further embrace your body, love your body, And it's so conflicting because you see so many women on social media embracing themselves and loving where they're at and not wanting to make changes to their body. And it's almost shamed upon nowadays within the body positivity movement to want to make some type of physical changes to your body. So if you're out there and you're confused with where you stand within this topic, know that it's okay and know that your own version of body positivity within yourself is going to look very different from the woman sitting next to you and that that is okay and that you don't have to be the same type of person of whoever is sitting next to you or look a certain way. You don't have to do certain things that you may see other women doing who are embracing their own version of body positivity. What matters is how it feels and looks like for you. And it's so conflicting as well out there because as women, we are told to look a certain way. Um, But we're told to look a certain way, but not too much, right? So we're told to have muscle, but not too much. Um, We're told to have curves, but not too much. Um, We're told to have a big ass, but not too much because then that looks weird or whatever. You guys get what I'm saying. Um, The idea of not too much is so conflicting when society tells us that we need to be so many different things. And meanwhile, we're just trying to love ourselves and embrace ourselves day in and day out. 
And, you know, if you fall victim to feeling like, you know, I'm supposed to look this way, I'm supposed to be thin, yet I'm supposed to be curvy, yet I'm supposed to have these perky boobs and perky, and perky butts, um, and I'm not supposed to have cellulite, but not too much, right? It can be very, very conflicting, and it can make this journey um, even harder to embrace and understand where you stand within it. So I absolutely hate that term, not too much, and I encourage you to also deviate from that norm of not too much and be whatever it is that you want to be and look however it is that you want to look um, while keeping in the forefront of your mind the importance of health and the importance of physical movement um, and just overall understanding that there goes so much more into what our bodies look like um, and I came across a really interesting um, term the other day as encouraging women to remember and to look at their bodies as instruments rather than ornaments. So if you think of what an ornament is, they're typically flashy, glittery, and it really matters on what they look like so that you can hang them on your Christmas tree um, and so that they can look be just beautiful all the time. And women are expected to look like that all the time. Um, and that's just not normal. <laughs> it's just not typical. It's just not realistic. Um, so just remember that your body can do so much more than its outward appearance. Um, and I love that saying a lot. And what I want to talk about next is what body positivity means to me and myself. And you guys know my struggles in the past with an eating disorder. Uh, you understand the extreme measures that I took in order to have my body look a certain way and force myself into looking a certain way. And it all backfired on me. Um, so back then, you know, it was all about looking as small as I could, as muscular as I could, um, as fit as I could. Um, and now body positivity means so much more to me. Um, body positivity to me now very much strays away from what I look like, but more how I feel. Um, so today on this date, um, body positivity means to me that I can put on my clothes and feel comfortable in them and that I do not say such mean things to myself when I try on clothes, right? You know, trying on clothes in the past for me would be so challenging. Um, I would leave the dressing room crying because of how I looked. Um, and to me, not being at that level anymore is what body positivity means to me. It means being a positive role model to my younger clients out there, um, all of my clients, to my future daughter one day who I'm going to raise um, and teach her the importance of not focusing only on what she looks like but what she is capable of doing. Um, and that, that is what body positivity means to me today. Um, and it's very different than what it used to look like. Um, and I said earlier how in the past I would only be body positive if I felt a sense of looking fit. And a lot of this came from the misinterpretation out there that fitness needs to look a certain way, right? So we're meant to be shredded, we're meant to have big asses, uh, we're meant to be muscular, uh, but not too much, as I said earlier, right? Um, but as a fitness professional, right, if you don't look that certain way, it can really trigger you 
um, to feel like you don't align with those traditional beauty standards. Um, and as a fitness coach, I truly struggled with that for a long time, especially in the beginning of my personal training career when I was um, really struggling. This was back in 2016, 2017 um, with breaking away from being a competitive athlete and exercising just for the sake of my health and physical movement and the importance of physical movement. Back then, um, if I didn't look a certain way in my clothing, right, I would take off the item of clothing. Um, if I, you know, didn't feel comfortable in what I was wearing, I would hide areas of my body that I was self-conscious of. So through really, really baggy clothes or sweatshirts, right? And I felt this ongoing pressure that I think a lot of women out there can relate to and a lot of fitness coaches out there can relate to that's not really talked about too often is the need to always look perfect or in shape um, for me and what that looked like for me at that time. And as you all know, my history with an eating disorder and having a horrible sense of body image, this only really further perpetuated my struggles with food and the dissatisfaction that I had with my body and the pressure to look a certain way through society, right, would actually be triggers for me to binge to cope with the unhappiness and that pressure of thinking that I needed to look a certain way in my growing career. And it was very conflicting because fitness is, for the most part, unfortunately, there's always an aesthetic component to it. So a lot of people forget that there's so much more to physical movement um, than just trying to change your outward appearance, right? We forget that it can decrease our stress, that it can increase our energy, that we can sleep better, that we can have a clear mind, that we can feel more relaxed and productive throughout the day if we have some type of physical movement, right? That it can combat future chronic diseases. Um, we forget about that in the chase of wanting to make our ass bigger, make our arms smaller yet more muscular at the same time um, by shrinking our stomach, right? We forget about all of those truly more important factors in managing our health on the chase of trying to chase an outward look of an appearance that you want for yourself. Um, so here's the question that I have. Is body positivity compatible with fitness? And in my professional and honest opinion, um, I believe that it is, but it requires that it requires a mindset shift of strength and capability of once again reminding ourselves that our bodies, are instruments and they're not just ornaments. Our body is meant to do so much more for us than just what it looks like. So something to understand is that if you are embracing body positivity and trying to embrace body positivity fitness, right, um, it does not mean that you are anti-health or that you are anti-fitness or you're anti-physical movement or anything like that. It's understanding that there is just more to it than just trying to change your body. And it takes time and patience to truly understand that in order for you to get to a place of where you feel that you want to be. You have to tell yourself every single day that your old pattern of thinking and your old pattern of doing is doing nothing for you. All you are doing is just going around and around and around in a circle. It truly takes digging deep and understanding what you need to do 
moving forward in order to have to change your way of thinking. But my favorite thing about this topic is the discussion of how embracing body positive fitness can actually teach you how to have a better relationship with your body by learning to check in with yourself. So what I mean by that is you can learn to listen to your body and give it the time that it needs if you're feeling super sore or run down or stressed, right? But what's important to then remember are those things that might be masking what it is that's actually going on underneath the surface. So are you stressed from work? You know, are your kids stressing you out? Do you have a lot going on with them? Are you having issues with your boyfriend or your girlfriend? What's going on with your husband, right? Are school stressing you out? Do you have a, a heavy class load this semester, right? It can also teach you if you were pouring from an empty cup or not. So you don't need to feel at 100% all the time. That's impossible. But learning to listen to your body allows you to learn to trust it. And with that trust, you will be able to build a better relationship with your body. And if you can't trust yourself, right, and you can't trust your body, then who can you really trust? You have to trust yourself if you want to make a massive change. And that, that's scary to do. It's very easy for us to put trust into other people, for some people, right? But it's so hard for us to trust ourselves and to understand that, okay, I am super stressed out from work right now um, and, you know, exercising right now because I feel the need to make myself smaller, right? If you have a fear of weight gain, right, is only going to make me feel worse right now because I'm going to be forcing myself to do something that right now my body doesn't need for me to do. But it takes really having the ability to understand why you were coming from that place or not and what, which place you are coming from. So I hope that makes sense, and I hope you guys resonate with that. Um, but what I want to get into now are, let's see here, I have three major tips that can help you with embracing body positive fitness. And actually, I have seven, and I like these a lot. So tip number one is rather than forgetting about fitness, right, altogether, just disregarding the act of physical movement, right, try to forget about the assumption of what exercise will do on your possible body composition, your weight, your size, your cellulite, and your body proportions, right? So you are not a before or after. You are you in this current state, okay? So rather than focusing on, okay, if I exercise, I'm going to burn calories. The more calories I burn, the more I'm going to lose weight, right? Rather than fixating on that, focus more on the physical movement that you will be taking in and forgetting the assumption of what that exercise can have on your physical body. That's what I would encourage you to try to embrace. My second tip is avoid exercising in front of mirrors if you can. Right. So this often leads to self objectification. Right. And that can decrease your overall energy and your stamina. And what I mean by that is because you're going to be so fixated on what you look like. Right. You're not going to be focusing maybe as much on, you know, 
mind-muscle connection, understanding what muscles you're working within that physical movement, how that movement feels for you. Do you feel strong at it? Do you feel weak at it? Do you want to get better at it, right? Um, so what that can do is that can allow you to, once again, shift your mindset of what you look like in the mirror, and I'm guilty of this, um, versus how you're actually feeling physically, not just what you're looking like from the outside looking in. Right. So I feel like we've all been there. We've been possibly in front of a mirror, maybe doing squats or a bench press or whatever. And you get a glimpse of yourself and you're kind of at that same moment like, ew, I really look like that. And I know that was my, you know, way of thinking in the past. Um, so I relate to that on a really deep level. Um, but if you can, I would encourage you to avoid exercising in front of mirrors. And as you continue to embrace your body and learn to have a better relationship with it, then maybe you can incorporate, you know, more exercising in front of those mirrors once you start to feel more comfortable and ready for yourself. Um, number three is wear clothing you feel comfortable in and aren't constantly adjusting. And once again, I relate to this on another very deep level. Clothing plays a very important role in prompting or preventing self-objectifying thoughts. Okay, so if you're in the mirror and you're working out and all you are thinking about is, oh my God, my shirt keeps riding up, um, I have to cover that or my shorts keep riding up, and now my butt's hanging out, and oh my god, there's my cellulite, or ew, my legs don't look muscular, right? Whatever very negative body image thought that you have about yourself, um, because you are constantly reminding yourself of to think about what you look like, whether you want to or not, right? Wearing more comfortable or looser-fitting clothing, right? Properly sized clothing, I should point out, right? Can be your best friend, during exercise if you tend to worry about what your body looks like while working out. So in the past, when I used to really struggle with that, um, for instance, because I do have big boobs, that's just my genetics, um, I started to feel more comfortable if I was covered up in that area. And when I learned what high-waisted leggings were and how they are just super comfortable to work out in for me, um, I, everything changed for me. I started to feel much more comfortable exercising and working out when I started to wear more comfortable and more importantly, better fitting clothing for me and my body type. So I would highly encourage you to make that shift if you haven't yet, or if you were unfamiliar with that. Number four, um, this can kind of go for depending upon the person, but skipping the scale and stop measuring yourself. So if you truly struggle with your relationship with the scale and you were at the point where, you know, you learned that what the scale says doesn't actually dictate what your overall, you know, progress is because I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode. You guys can look back on that to find that episode about the scale. There are a lot of biofeedback factors that go into just scale weight. So if you have that understanding of, okay, the scale is going to be up if I'm sore, if I'm stressed, if I have my period, if I'm constipated, if I drank a lot of water, if I already ate today, if I didn't sleep well last night, um, there's so many different factors that go into actually scale weight versus actual under the understanding of actual losing body fat, right? So if you have that understanding already, right? And you know that and you've learned that, 
um, but you still struggle with seeing that number on the scale either staying stagnant or going up or going down, whatever. Um, if you truly struggle with that and it ruins your day and it, you know, makes you in a horrible mood and it makes you want to cry and you feel like you want to give up just because of what the scale says, then you may benefit from taking a step back from weighing yourself for a certain period of time. One, so that you can continue to learn and educate yourself on why the scale might go high or low, right? But more importantly, so that you can learn to stop attaching yourself and your worth and your body and what your body may look like to that scale. So that's where I believe that it's very highly individual on each person, depending on their relationship with this, their, the scale, their mindset surrounding the scale, um, but that eventually you may get to the point where you can have a healthy relationship with the scale and you can start weighing yourself again. Um, but if you are truly, truly struggling, you may benefit from taking the time off and away from it, from it from a certain amount of time. Number five, measure your progress and set fitness goals that have nothing to do with your weight or size. Okay, so for instance, a fitness goal that has nothing to do with your weight or size would say, okay, I want to squat 165 pounds by the end of my program, right? So setting a certain fitness goal, right, can deviate away from focusing just on what your body weight is or what you look like or what your size is. Um, so a personal fitness goal of mine right now is to continue to just build up enough good conditioning for jujitsu, right? And as you can see, yes, that is more of an aerobic type of goal, but it has nothing to do with what I look like. It's not trying to make myself smaller or fixate on uh, my muscles growing. And if you do have that type of body aesthetic goal, that's okay. Understand that I'm not against that. I would never tell somebody not to have body composition goals or aesthetic goals, but understand that if you are struggling, it is important to remember to measure your progress and set fitness goals that have nothing to do with your body weight or your size. Number six, avoid fixating on your looks and comparing yourself to others while you exercise by consciously focusing on how you feel and how your muscles are working. So that kind of goes back into what I said earlier about avoiding exercising in front of mirrors. Um, if you are training next to a woman and you're like, oh, she's so much smaller than me, she's skinnier than me, but and she can squat more than me or bench more than me, right? It does not matter what she is doing next to you. You don't know how long she's been training. Re-remember how long you've been training. You don't know somebody's fitness history, right? Everybody is so different with that. Um, and comparing yourself to others literally does nothing for you. It does not matter if so-and-so burnt this many calories on the rower, right? It matters how much you did. You know, did you put in 110% of your effort? Did you do a little bit better than you did last week, right? That's what matters. It does not matter what the woman next to you is doing uh, and what she looks like, right? Chances are that woman in themselves might be very self-conscious of, them, of themselves too, right? And they're focusing... More, more often than not, on themselves, right? And they're feeling the same thing that you're possibly feeling. So it's not a competition between you and the woman sitting next to you. Um, so please remember that. Number seven, and this is my favorite, um, opt for competition or non 
aesthetically focused activities. So when we lift weights, um, I am 110% for lifting weights. It is the most optimal way to try to change your body composition, um, no, no, matter the, no matter the doubt. Um, but what's important to remember here is that if you are only focused on doing certain exercises because they're only going to make your body look a certain way, right, um, that can really be triggering for some people and it can be really hard for people to do, right? So what I would then encourage you to do is focus on a non-aesthetic focused activity. So that could be something like playing a sport, right, playing basketball, um, jujitsu, boxing, you know, all of those things, kickboxing are my favorite because it has nothing to do with what you look like, but more importantly, it matters on your physical capability of what you can do. And that's very much more empowering, in my opinion, than just focusing on what your body looks like. And more often than not, and I've personally seen this, when you stop focusing so much on what your body looks like, especially if you're able to incorporate non-aesthetically focused activities, right? The less you try to just focus on what your body looks like, right? The more things kind of just fall into place for you, right? And it becomes less of this rat race of always trying to chase your next aesthetic goal or a lower number on the scale. And it becomes more of an ah moment, right? You may even start to see physical differences within yourself because you stopped fixating on it so much. And that also goes with your relationship with food as well. And I've personally seen that, um, especially the more I have gotten into jujitsu. I've watched my body change over the last few months, and it's because I stopped trying to control it so much. And I was focusing more on what my body was physically able to do within that sport than just what it looked like. So I would really definitely encourage you to check that out. There's so many different options out there, um, interestingly enough, that more likely or not, you can find something that suits your personality and your needs and your likes. Um, but my favorite thing, once again, about this topic is how embracing body positivity is a lifelong journey, right? You don't have to like everything about yourself to love yourself and to honor yourself. What you may not like about yourself if you physically change it will not automatically make you like yourself as a whole if you do change it. And I say this from personal experience, when I reached the body composition goals that I set out for myself and I was the, um, may say the fittest that I ever was and I had the most muscle at, that I ever was and I was the most lowest number on the scale, right? I was freaking miserable during that time. And the reason why I was miserable is because my relationship with food sucked. My life revolved around if I was going to the gym, you know, if I could get to the gym in time, my relationships with other people suffered because I was just so miserable. I couldn't go out to dinner with my family or my, he was my boyfriend at the time, my now husband, without getting so stressed out and fixated on what I could eat and what I couldn't eat. And those are the things to remember. What's more important to you? You know, your relationships with other people, the memories that you're going to be building with them. I can guarantee that looking back in 10 years, you're going to wish that you possibly had more time with your loved ones um, and that you were fully 
embraced in your current state with people that you care about and with yourself, then, you know, if you got a good pump at the gym or not, <laughs> you know, you're not going to remember that. You're going to remember that time with your family and your relationship with food and your happiness. That's what's going to matter. But what's important to remember is that that happiness that you might get within your body, right, in that temporary moment, doesn't equate to how you may feel for the rest of your life. It really, truly does not matter what you look like. And you can be on this ever-ending journey of trying to chase aesthetics only to be left right where you started feeling pretty empty. So even in the process of trying to change your body, you need to be content with what it is right here and right now. And you need to stop forcing it so much. Because if you can't be happy with yourself now, you won't be happy with yourself ever. And I promise you that. I'm going to repeat that. If you can't be happy with yourself now, you will not be happy with yourself ever. So please just like let that sink in if you are truly struggling with embracing your own version of body positivity, if you are trying to embrace body positive fitness. I hope all of this really resonates with you guys and I say this on such a deep personal level because I've been there and I know what it feels like to body shame yourself, to cry in a dressing room, to force yourself to do cardio that you really don't want to do physically and that you don't have the energy to do because you might be eating so little on your chase to a weight loss goal. But I say this from a professional point of view. One, that's not going to optimize your goals. And if you need help in that area, that's what I specialize in as a fitness coach, right? I take you out of doing those extreme measures and I teach you the way to do things optimally towards your goal. The things that are gonna help get you to your goal in the best way possible, it might take a little bit longer because you're not doing such extremes, but those extremes don't work and there's a reason why you're always starting over if you're only incorporating extremes. So that's what I specialize in. I teach you how to eat for the rest of your life. I help you heal your relationship with food and your moral attachments to food. That is what I do as a coach, and that is what I specialize in, and that is what has helped transform the lives of over 100 women that I have worked with within my career at this point. And that is possible for you as long as you open your mind to change, and you open your mind to getting rid of your old story because you know that it's not doing anything for you anymore. So that you can stop feeling like you're always starting over and that you're always on the back burner. So that you can put yourself first for once in your life. And you can have the life that you want to live. And you can have the body that you want to have. So that you can have the confidence that you want to have. That is what I do and that is what I teach women and that is what my mission is. Okay? So I hope this resonated with you guys if it has at all, please let me know. Leave the Strength Through Food Freedom podcast a five-star review on iTunes. I truly appreciate it. And if you do leave this podcast episode a review, you receive a complimentary coaching call with me where we talk about whatever you are currently struggling with and I can help you out of that and give you some insight into what you may benefit from moving forward to help you out of what you currently are struggling with. All you have to do is screenshot your review to me 
send it to me on Instagram at Julia with two underscores Feliciano, and we can set up that complimentary coaching call for you if you decide to leave this podcast episode a review. And if you are feeling really called to work with me and you're feeling called to make a change, okay, you can head to the show notes within this episode to fill out a one-on-one coaching application to work with me within my Strength Through Food Freedom coaching program. It's a signature high-level program, and I only work with a select few people at a time into the program where I help you transform your relationship with food. I help you transform your relationship with fitness and I help you become the version of yourself that you know exists but you're just not quite there yet and you know that you want to reach that level and you know that you don't want to give up so if you are that action taker of a woman head to the show notes within this episode to fill out my one-on-one coaching application to work with me I would love to talk to you and get to know what you are looking to achieve on a deeper level. So thank you for tuning into today's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you took something out of it. Let me know if you did. And I will talk to you in the next episode. See ya.